Oh man, it's troublemaking Tuesday. Today we got Cirillo back again. We're covering Toyota's ramp up of hydrogen fuel cells, the trouble with EV supply, and the booming rise of threats. The booming rise of threads. Booming, similar to Michael Cirillo's voice. Ooh. One of these days, uh, we're it's going to be a thing. Everybody's going to welcome you as the voice of automotive, Michael Cirillo. I'm calling. We're going to make it a thing. We're going to make it a thing. <laughs> uh, do you ever get ang- like I get anxiety for you on that front bumper because I'm like he's got to cram all these words in. It's a hard thing. And look, Paul's got it down right because he he does it more often than I do. Right, so he kind of has the like. There's a rhythm to it. There's a there's kind of a, a pentameter that you got to hit. You know when the rise drops. It's a thing, man. You got to. It's full swing. <laughs> like I'm we not, don't edit this thing. Be like hobble, dobble, doobble. Fobble, dobble, doobble. Oh man! Hey, speaking of fobble, dobble, doobles. I think that's the only way to describe this video that we caught. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Cirillo, but these people in California are mad about their autonomous vehicles. You got, we got to roll the video real quick. This isn't a full story, but they're throwing cones on the top of video of, of cars. Look at this. If you haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. They're called the Safe Street Rebels. And the reason they're throwing parking cones on the top of these cars is it literally disables them mid-stop. Because they're mad about autonomous vehicles driving around their precious streets. The autonomous vehicle vigilantes. <laughs> They're, they're just going there on the streets of San Fran saying, where is it? Where? Where, where is, is it? it? And they're tracking down these vehicles. <laughs> oh, man. It's unbelievable. Like, the things that are happening these days. We've got apps called Threads that look like Twitter. We'll talk about that in a second. We got people putting cones on top of cars to stop them. Oh, man. Maybe we can get to something normal. Uh, hey, if you haven't registered for the Asodu Edge webinar on uh tomorrow wednesday uh you're gonna want to do that go to a sodu.com you can scroll down just a little bit uh we'll be working with upstart to talk about revolutionizing the car business and talking to a dealer that is really changing the game there and make sure and grab your tickets to a SoduCon. uh it is heating up check out our socials throughout this week as we start to announce speakers uh let's get into it what do you say cyril let's, let's get go. in all right So, uh, Toyota, who we've been talking a lot about, uh, has been uh, taking this very measured approach to the future of automobiles and is now investing in hydrogen fuel cell systems in the U.S. Beginning in December, Toyota will start producing hydrogen fuel cell drivetrains for the first time right here in near, uh, actually near me, in Georgetown, Kentucky. Uh, The plant will get a dedicated line producing fuel cell models for heavy-duty trucks with a goal of 200,000 commercial and passenger vehicles by when, Cirillo? The year 2030. And I don't even have the trigger pad. Unbelievable. Mm. My bad. Um, So what they're saying is trucking could be a breakthrough for hydrogen because trucks run on pre-established routes, making it easier to set up the costly hydrogen stations. Uh, But that kind of starts to build the future network for passenger vehicles. Uh, Basically, Toyota has partnered with Daimler Truck uh, to create the, uh, the truck unit for these hydrogen fuel cells. 
10,000 units a month is what they need to produce to break even, uh, according to Chief Technology Officer Hiroki Nakajima. He also said, once we hit a tipping point, there will be explosive expansion. I hope that explosive expansion isn't some, like, misnomer for what's going to happen to the hydrogen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but you know what? It is refreshing to hear an automaker actually announce their plans. Yep. And then follow through with them, you know? Like yeah. They're not, they're not trying to hide anything, right? Like, I remember a few months ago um, when everyone was like, EV, what do we get? EV this, EV that. And Toyota was like, may or may not end the way we think and we're yep. also investing in hydrogen like yeah that, right so, yeah they've been so talking yeah. about this for a while and now to say like hey this plant is actually going to come online and actually and what's interesting is the system that they're putting in these trucks uh that by 2026 will actually be scalable into all vehicles so it's it's uh across uh, you know the drivetrain will be available in different vehicles and it's funny i was actually i had uh, a friend that came over to the house as we were moving this week uh, that is an older gentleman, and he says, man, I've been waiting for these hydrogen vehicles for 20 years. Are they actually going to happen? And then this story drops. I'm like, yeah, hey, looks like they might it's actually happening. happen. There you go. It might actually happen. Uh, well, speaking of something actually happening. Stop. Segway. Time. Uh, nothing's actually happening to a lot of EVs, meaning they're not getting sold. Uh, even though automakers have been scaling their EV output to try and challenge Tesla, there's a little problem. There's not enough buyers. According to Cox Automotive, the nationwide supply of EVs in stock has swelled nearly 350% this year, roughly three months worth of supply. This is a second article that's come out about this, but we wanted to give a little bit more data from what we uh, showed last week. Um, so, uh, here's some notable brands with some of the higher inventories. Genesis sold 18 of its G80 sedans in June with 200 in stock, meaning they have a staggering 350-day supply. Youch! Uh, Audi's Q4 and Q8 uh, and the GMC Hummer EV all have inventories above 100 days. The trick there is they're not eligible for the federal tax credit. There's also uh, some imported models like Kia, Hyundai, and Nissan that are stacking up uh, inventories because they're not available. They don't have the tax credit available. Um, also, the Mach-E uh, uh, once was extremely hot. Low day supply is now at 117 day supply. So you look at these and it's like, hey, a lot of these EVs are seeing as high, if not higher day supplies than we saw in ICE vehicles pre-pandemic. It's a, That's got to be a nerve-wracking thing for automakers at this point. I, I don't want to be that guy, but like I'm at a conference in February of this year. One of the One of the speakers, presenters is this woman and her name skips my mind. I'll have to find it and we'll get it in the show notes, but um, she heads up an investment firm that only invests in futures, whether it's robotics or, you know, AI or these things. She talked about, ooh, can I say it controversial? I don't know how she met with Mary Barra and basically said, you're never going to catch up to Tesla. Oh. <laughs> That's nuts, really? And here we are just a few months later seeing all the announcements that I've been learning about through Troublemaker, people changing their EV connector, making the Tesla supercharger network available yep. to other 
and and her main thing was they have superior battery technology and that's actually what elon was doing so if we want to think of elon as this you know mastermind he was like it's not about the vehicle the vehicle is just the vehicle to produce our bad superior battery technology so that's where she's invested and encourages all these people to invest so I know controversial, we love our automakers and we love, you know, we're, we're here to support them and all those sorts of things, but it's interesting to watch this plan. Unfold. Well, you watch, you see this future world where like, hey, if they're owning the connector, what if, what's, where's the world where like they own the battery that all of these platforms sit on as well? You know, you see all of, like GM trying to come out with their Ultium platform. What happens when Tesla is just the battery platform that's standardized, um, right. you know, across like you look at you look at phones right now. Mm-hmm. The 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 reality is, is like you've got phones with that are being the batteries and the components in them across Apple, Samsung, Google, like the right. componentry underneath the skin is is everywhere. Right. Right. Um, And so like as as we've been talking about autos matching phones a lot more in life cycle and productization uh, in the way that they're sold with software or subscription model, um, you see like this potential symmetry with everybody kind of getting the core from similar places and then wrapping that core with a new skin, maybe a couple right. little features or something like that and how that they use the hardware uh, on top of the software. Uh, but really, really interesting uh, kind of new moves out there. And, and just to see this high day supply, still a question mark. Now back to Toyota, watch this. Hybrids actually have a lower inventory. In, in industry-wide, hybrids are at a 44-day supply. The Toyota Prius and RAV4, under 30 days. So wow. look at Toyota just taking, taking a measured approach, keeping things low. What a novel idea. In a world where everyone becomes a fanatic about the next latest, newest thing, they're like, eh, watch this movie before. We're just going to. We're going to sit back and take a measured approach. There you go. Well, speaking of a fanatic of the latest, newest thing. Stop. Segway. Time. There's at least 100 million people that are a fanatic about Meta's newest thing. Uh, Instagram's new Thread app, Threads app has reached 100 million users uh, as of yesterday, even though it's only been out for less than a week. It came out uh, Wednesday last week. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg said the launch team has, uh, ha- the launch has been way beyond our expectations. It's mostly organic demand. And they haven't even turned on promotions yet. Uh, the uh, the team behind Threads was credited uh, by uh, Instagram head Adam Mosseri. He said, we know this is a race to the starting line. They say, make it work, make it great, make it grow. Well, we certainly did things out of order, but I promise we'll make this thing great. Uh, so as of last Thursday, the platform had 95 million posts and 190 million likes. Um, so in comparison... OpenAI's ChatGPT, which was the fastest to 100 million users, took two months to get there. And as of last November, Twitter had about 260 million monetizable active users. So Threads, which is basically like Twitter right now, uh, has almost half of their users uh, in in just uh, about a week. Wild stuff. Threads, Threads is like 
I was telling Nathan this before the, the show this morning. Threads is like when I FaceTime Colby Joyner. <laughs> it's like seeing yourself in the mirror. Yeah, it's like at some point <laughs> during the conversation, we forget who's who. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, am I on Threads? Am I on Twitter? I'm not sure where yeah, I'm at. Pa Patrick right. Bet David was like, all right, Twitter versus threads. Which one do you guys prefer? And I commented, wait, which one am I on right now? Right. Same exact <laughs> look and feel. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I think for me, for auto, like for dealers, if I'm thinking, what am I paying attention to here? And this is something that Gary V says all the time is like with 100 million active users, it's clear that threads is probably going to stay active there's a really strong chance that those 100 million aren't just going to exit right away. Right. And the opportunity for businesses when ads haven't entered the platform yet is you can over-index on market share of like the visible audience. So it is a place like for dealers that maybe have a marketing team uh, that can start to execute on a new platform quickly. There is an opportunity here to go, hey, there's there's easy market share to grab in like just attention and eyeballs potentially yep. in a new platform. So even though I haven't downloaded it personally and I am like I am against Twitter with everything that I have in just like personal use because I just like it just is a time suck like crazy if I download it on my on my phone. Um, I know for businesses obtaining new market share and uh, and over indexing on attention is always quicker the earlier you the earlier you are as a mover on a new app. So um just a just a thought there. Yeah, so. I mean it's well it's like you said Gary V said. He he said this a zillion times from stage. I day trade attention. Yep. So which maps to everything you're saying there. And I get what you're saying about Twitter. I mean, I love vacuums that clean my floors but not necessarily vacuums for ideas. Yeah. And positions. There you go. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, look, if you have vacuums for ideas, go find those ideas, dig them out, uh, and don't try and put them in threads. Actually put them to use uh, because that's what's going to move business today. Uh, not this crazy stuff.